The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Virginia isn't for one type of person. Virginia is for road trippers. Are we there yetters? Mountain hikers and dock sitters because they're not active hikers. People who are kayakers. People who are not kayakers. Campsite campers and horseback riders. Wow, there's a lot to fit in here. Flatwater lovers, beach sun tanners, hole in the earth explorers, and Shenandoah valiers. Should I keep going here? Well, you get the idea. Because Virginia is for all sorts of lovers. So come love it for yourself. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast with your host, Larry Lease. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news. season has been unfolding at what can be best described as a deliberate pace. It's an understandable decision since the entire concept of this show is meant to take fans of the Superman mythos pretty far out of their comfort zones. So there's still a lot of heavy lifting that has to get done each week, especially as we get used to the Kent family, the Cushings, the history of Smallville, and more. That isn't to say that the best of Smallville is a bad episode, or a boring one, or even a rote one. It's really too early for this show to have a episodic formula. Other than those big reveals that it saves for the final moments each week, if anything, this shakes things up a little bit by adding flashbacks to Clark's teenage years at key moments in the episode. And those, just like everything else relating to Clark's history on this show, are handled with real care and reverence for everything that has come before. 
but I can't help but feel it. Several of the beats we get in this episode, from Jonathan continuing to lose, to the troubled home life of the Cushings, is stuff we've already been getting in previous episodes. All while the Morgan Edge story continues to just kind of lurk in the background. Just like the character itself. Fortunately, this is Superman and Lois we're talking about, and this show's core four make every moment worth watching. I have already written and mentioned endlessly about how truly great Tyler Hoechlin's Clark Kent is, and I'll continue to do so. But there's one thing he does with Clark that I'm not sure I've ever seen another Superman actor do quite as effectively. And that's how he makes Clark's uncoolness not a put-on or an affection, but as a genuine component of the real Clark Kent. It's hard to explain, but hang with me for a minute. It's assumed that any time Clark is being uncool or overly earnest about something, it's part of his disguise. And with many actors, especially the legendarily perfect Christopher Reeves, that was absolutely the case. The key to a truly great Clark performance always seems to come in the moments when he lets his guard down. And you realize that this is the real person, not the Clark who has to pretend he isn't Superman shine through. This great actor does this effortlessly and as dead cringe as his entire opening enthusiasm about the Smallville Harvest Festival is, it's real. He doesn't have to fake this for his family. It's really who he is. It's great. I don't know how many other leading man types who have played this role over the last 20 years or so who can actually pull this off so easily. I singled out Jonathan's struggles this episode for some mild criticism above, if only because we've been watching this kid's life unravel pretty much since the first episode. It is perhaps a little too convenient that he gets dumped by phone the same moment his brother is setting up his first ever date. And maybe this is the kind of thing that could have saved another episode, or so instead of letting it come so soon on the heels of his football struggles. Both of these kids are just so damn good that it's tough to fault it. Jordan Elsis makes Jonathan perhaps the most likable character on this show, even when he should be a completely insufferable choke or jerk. I know there's speculation out there that Jonathan will be driven to villainy by his pretty, pretty ordinary teenage struggles, and I just don't see it happening. These are both good kids, and even when they screw up, it's pretty clear that their heads are screwed on straight. I'd just like to see Jonathan catch a break soon, though. They're definitely playing the long game with Jordan, too, and Alex Garfin manages to imbue him with the almost wild-eyed wonder of someone who really just can't believe his good luck, all without either lording it or condescending to his suddenly unlucky brother. I've always felt that empathy is a secret Kent superpower, and Jordan's got that by the boatload. Lois and Chrissy are a surprisingly delightful pairing, and so far this show has managed to resist the rest of the Arrowverse's tendency to do with journalism here, even as we see these two starting to dig a little deeper into whatever Morgan Edge is up to. Still, the fact that Lois literally can't even write for the Smallville Gazette at the moment isn't doing my or anyone else's misgivings that they're sidelining her any favors. It's great to see Lois in these other contexts, and it's nothing short of the best screen Lois this century, but I can't help but think that there's something being missed with her story so far. Those flashback sequences, though, just as I love it, that John, Jordan, and Sarah are actually believable as teenagers. <coughs> Smallville. I like that they fully leaned in the awkward 15 to 16 year old beanpole Clark 
knots I'm already filled out. Heartthrob type. Clark leaving home this early feels like a slightly new wrinkle for the Superman mythos overall. I'm especially interested in seeing if we'll see how some of this developed down the road. I look forward to seeing Old Park's Captain Luther continue to develop, but it would be nice to see if they give him enough screen time soon to give us anything beyond seething, barely contained rage. I'm also very curious to see if there's any nuance they can build into his lowest twist, so that she doesn't just become another object of fixation for the character. Similarly, it's time for this story to show us a little more of its hand with the Morgan Edge X Kryptonite stuff because sometimes a slow burn is just a fizzle. I appreciate the show's commitment to its family drama, first storytelling, and I get that if we show Superman in action too much, it will not be as special, and B, eat up the special effects budget, so the moments we do get won't look quite as good. But I'd like to see a little more, and I certainly hope that more of Superman's rogues gallery becomes open for business at some point. Yes, I do get it. So many of those were utilized on Supergirl already. And I don't want this show to fall prey to the villain of the week tedium that the Flash occasionally slips into. I'm sure there's some middle ground that won't lose what makes this show stand out from its peers. So what do you think about this episode? How do you rank it among the five episodes we've seen now? Let us know your thoughts on CinemaGold2 on Twitter. And now our second main topic, Disney has once again shifted its release schedule. As the pandemic continues to wreak havoc on the movie industry, Disney has shifted its movie release calendar with several major films getting new release dates. Movie theaters are slowly beginning to come back to some kind of normalcy. Studios are still adjusting its plans as we get nearer to the summer movie season. Hopefully a much better than the one 2020 brought us. As such, Disney announced they are delaying Marvel's Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, and The Kingsman, the prequel to the Kingsman franchise. Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings will arrive in theaters on September 3rd. Disney shifted Black Widow to July 9th and will now be made available through Disney Plus Premier Access for $30. Free Guy was originally produced by 20th Century Fox before the Disney merger and is now set to be released on August 13th. This movie has already been delayed several times and has now become one of Disney's late summer releases at a time when theaters are expected to be back in business. Another movie that Disney acquired was The Kingsman and has once again been delayed and will also close out the year on December 22nd, 2021. The film is a prequel to the popular Kingsman franchise, directed by Matthew Vaughn, another blockbuster franchise entry that has been delayed multiple times, Death on the Nile, now has a new release date for February 11th, 2022. Several movies such as Cruella and Luca, in addition to Black Widow, are shifting to Disney+, Plus. so Disney is by no means abandoning its commitment to streaming. And now our final topic is the news that John Wick 4 will begin filming this summer with an international setting. Oh yeah, he's coming back. John Wick 4 has been in the world virtually ever since Chapter 3 hit theaters in 2019. 
Now we finally have word on when production will begin on the fourth entry in Count Reeves' much-beloved action franchise. The movie is set to begin filming this summer. We have word that this entry will see the action heading overseas with the bullets to fly beyond the borders in New York City. According to a new report, John Wick 4 is to begin filming this June and expected that Chad Stolesky, who directed the previous three films, will return to the helm. It was recently confirmed that writer Derek Colstead will not be returning to pen the screenplay this time around, nor will he be putting pen to paper for the already announced John Wick 5. <coughs> While plot details are still largely being kept under wraps, it is said that the upcoming sequel will be an international affair. The first three movies largely took place in New York City, though some of the action did extend beyond the city's borders. The majority of the production will reportedly take place in Berlin and Paris, with New York City and Japan also said to be included. All four cities are said to be included in the story. How precisely these locations factor into the story at hand remains to be seen. What we know for sure is that John Wick is likely going to be taking on the high table, given what happened at the end of John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Another important update relates to John Wick 5. Lionsgate is still planning to make the movie. It was originally announced by the studio CEO last summer. However, much has happened in the months since the original announcement. The plan had been to shoot the next two sequels back-to-back, and that's no longer happening. John Wick originally hit theaters somewhat quietly in 2014, but proved to be a big enough hit to warrant a sequel. John Wick Chapter 2 released in 2017, and then John Wick Chapter 3 once again was an even bigger hit than the second installment. The franchise to date has earned more than $573 million worldwide. John Wick 4 is scheduled to hit theaters on May 27, 2022. So that's our episode for the day. Let us know your thoughts. Go to Twitter at CinemaGold2. That's CinemaGold2. You can find us on Instagram as well. Be sure to like and subscribe to this video and give us a thumbs up. Thank you. Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at CinemaGold2. Become a patron on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinemagold. Send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinemagold. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.